Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is November 21st, 2016. It is Thanksgiving week. What happened to the time. My name is Philip Rosmerich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com, and we'll have a few good things for you on this Monday. We'll be recapping an Orlando Magic win over the Dallas Mavericks on Saturday. Uh, another ugly affair, but uh, we're getting used to that, and we're getting wins. So sitting at six and seven, who can who can really complain? And, and like I said last week, it, it seems like the Magic go good week, bad week. So hopefully. That trend ends this week if you're a Magic fan. Also talk a little bit about Jeff Green uh, and the starting lineup. A lot of conversation about the Orlando Magic's lineup change. We've now had five games under our belt. We'll have six after Monday's game in Milwaukee against the Milwaukee Bucks. So I'll talk a little bit about Jeff Green, what we're seeing from him. He had a couple of perspectives on OrlandoMagicDaily.com about it. Uh, One from me uh, talking about how he's still trying to fit in with the starting lineup as well as... Uh, you know, another an, an opinion piece from one of our writers saying that it's just not working, and I'll, I'll I'll give you some of my thoughts on that. We'll have a little bit more on that on OrlandoMagicDaily.com throughout the day. Had one on Sunday. Actually, we'll have another another couple of posts about the new lineups and, and some of the rotations and what they mean for the Magic coming up on Orlando Magic Daily. We'll talk about that on the show later on this week. It'll be a short week, a four day week, of course, because of Thanksgiving on Thursday. So. Uh, we're going to get to as much as we can this week, but today we're going to focus on Jeff Green and the Milwaukee Bucks. Of course, remember to subscribe to subscribe to the podcast. Uh, I'm sure you have already. Uh, I, I actually took a look at the analytics and uh, really, really uh, happy to see how many people are, are listening to the show uh, and interacting with it as well. I know uh, it's been, uh, I hope it's been good for everyone there. So be sure to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already on iTunes, Audio Boom, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, all those fun places that you can listen to podcasts. You can also subscribe to other podcasts in the Locked On Podcast Network. There is one for every single NBA team. So you want to listen to the Bucks podcast, I'll, I'll put a link up to it on Locked On Magic's Twitter page. It's at Locked On Magic as well as on Locked On Magic's Facebook page. That's Locked On Magic. So be sure to give us a follow and like us on Facebook as well. We certainly Appreciate all the listens and all the uh, all the positive reviews that we've been getting. Uh, so we we definitely appreciate appreciate you all for that. But let's get into Saturday's game against the Dallas Mavericks. The Dallas Mavericks team that's really really struggling right now. Their team that uh, is just as bad offensively as the Orlando Magic. They've dealt with a lot of injuries, and I think much like Wednesday's game against New Orleans, a lot of people kind of came into this game saying, "Okay, Dallas is down." Dirk Nowitzki, down Darren Williams, down Devin Harris, down Jose Juan Barea. This is a team the Magic should run right through. Of course, things are not that easy when you're the Orlando Magic. That's just not how this Magic team works. They haven't quite figured out how to, let's say, score points at a consistent enough rate to blow teams out. This, That's just not who this Magic team is yet. Uh, one day they, they may get there, but right now they're really struggling to, to do that. And so this 
turned into a grinded-out game in every sense of the word. Dallas Mavericks shoot only 33.8%. They only score 87 points, yet they're in this game until about the midway point of the sec- of the fourth quarter. Orlando was able to build a little bit of a lead. They got out to about a, a, a nine-point lead. It looked like they were about to break things open, and Dallas struggled to shoot throughout the game. Again, 33.8% shooting. What Dallas did do really well, though, was make three-pointers. They made 13 of 28 three-pointers, including five of nine from second from rookie Jonathan Gibson. And playing his second game, this is a guy who averaged 40-plus points in China last year. So this guy's a guy that could score. Uh, and and from what I saw in in previous game in the previous game that the Mavericks played on Friday, his first game, definitely a very spunky player. I, I really I really liked him and what he did, the energy he brought. Um, obviously able to score the basket he basketball. He had 26 points on the game, but six turnovers. This was a game that featured a lot of mistakes from Dallas. They just were not a particularly good team. Uh, I mean that's 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 putting it that's putting it lightly. Their their offense is just not at the level that that it needs to be for that team to be successful. But the Magic had to fight this one. They they did not have it easy in any sense of the word. Orlando shot only forty three point six percent from the floor, eight for twenty one from beyond the arc, committed twenty turnovers. It was a struggle for the Magic offensively once again, even though they got to ninety five points. On top of on top of all that, the Magic needed a run in the fourth quarter. They only had they they trailed actually by three points entering the fourth quarter. They were really in control of the game for the most part. Dallas only had modest modest leads. Um, they were in control of this game, but they just could not hit shots. And so they turned to one of their bench players to to close this game out, and that was DJ Augustine. DJ Augustine scored ten of his eighteen points in the fourth quarter. Had four assists, four of his six assists as well. In the fourth quarter, he had a couple of big threes that gave the Magic the lead for good. Gave them a three-point lead about six minutes into six minutes left in the game. Augustine also found Jeff Green for a really, really nice dunk over Andrew Bogut that that put the Magic lead up to eight. Really put things out of out of range. And then Evan Fournier hit a three with about two minutes left. One of his three makes on the night on, on thirteen field goal attempts that got the that got the Magic up seven and really put the game away. The end of the day, and and this is something I've said about this Magic team throughout the season so far, they just find a way to win. It doesn't matter how, it doesn't matter how you do it, they just find a way to win. And I personally, I think that's a skill. I do think that is a redeemable quality skill that that the Magic I have just found. I mean, I, I I don't think that's something to look past. Now, should the Magic should the Magic uh, be blowing these teams out, or should the Magic be winning these games more comfortably and finding a way? Absolutely. Uh, you talk to the Magic after the game; they'll tell you their offense has a major problem right now. They're not sharing the ball. They're not moving the ball effectively, uh, right? Effectively right now, and that is a big problem for the team moving forward because. They're beating New Orleans without Anthony Davis. They're beating Dallas without Dirk Nowitzki and all those other players. That's not sustainable. And, and certainly, they're sitting at 6-7. and seven. They're feeling pretty good about where they're at right now, but they've got a long way to go. And defensively, they've gotten a lot better, obviously. They're, you know, this is the, the third straight opponent they've held under, ni- held under 90 points. And no matter who you're playing in the NBA, that's a good thing. 
I mean, you hold Indiana under 90, you hold New Orleans under 90, you hold Dallas under 90. doesn't matter who you're playing. This is a good thing. This is this is a sign that the team is beginning to build on its defense, that the offense has to come to. And this offense has continued to struggle mightily, a whole lot. And so the Magic got to got to get to that point still. They, they still got some work to do on the offensive end. If they can get to that point... This could be this could become the team we all imagine, and and they don't have to be a good offense. They just have to be kind of league average, and I think they can still be very good. The Magic though have a long, long way to go. Still, they they still got to figure these things out. Obviously, they they, they shoot forty three point six percent, which is better than their season average, believe it or not, uh, but still have to clean a lot of things up on that end. And the sooner they do that, the better they'll be. But ultimately, the takeaway is, is what Jeff Green says here: doesn't matter how you win, they all count the same wish it could be easy but um, I mean guys are in the NBA for the re- for a reason uh, and you know they made you know a team for a reason because they're good and if every game was easy you know you know it'd be you know easy day every day and you know you guys would have nothing to write about so um, you know we're we're just trying to get the win no matter how we get it you know we're trying to get the win you know in the, the day it's, it's one in the win column so and certainly, uh, the Magic believe that that they're doing good things. That they're obviously still figuring things out. They're obviously still getting better. And 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 I think that's something to be expected at this point. And of course, a, a 95-87 win over the Dallas Mavericks had its problems, had its issues, and yet they still found a way to win. And like I said, I think that's a skill. I think that's a good thing. I don't think that's something we should look past, especially as a as a program that's. As a franchise that hasn't won more than 35 games in the last four years, um, these games, the the New Orleans game, the the Dallas game, I don't think last year's team wins that. And I think a big reason that that they were able to win these games uh, is frankly because they they they're they've got a defense that uh, they've got a defense that's that's able to keep them in games and give them a chance at winning, and they've got. Uh, you know they've they've just they've got uh, they've got these they've got some veterans that are that are stabilizing the lineup and um, I do think that's something that should not be overlooked. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is nine ninety-nine, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only twelve ninety-nine. Buy one get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. And so, it takes us to, I guess, the the main topic I want to talk about in today's podcast. One that certainly is a hot-button issue for Magic fans, and I think certainly one that can get you in a little bit of trouble on the internet as well, and that is Jeff Green. When the Magic signed Jeff Green to a one-year, $15 million contract, it, it, it was met with with a lot of head-scratching, and certainly we've talked a little bit about Jeff Green on here. I've noted some things about Jeff Green that I like, that I don't like, um, and a lot. Of, and, and the story on Jeff Green's kind of what it is. You know, you're going to get two or three really good games from him, and then he's going to kind of, unfortunately, settle into mediocrity. That's the story on Jeff Green as the Magic signed him. But... Really what the Magic were looking for was a sixth man. They were looking for someone who could come come into this come into the bench unit, 
kind of be the creator, be the be the sixth man, a primary offensive option on, on on the second unit. Occasionally have a big game, but really settle in at like 12, 13 points per game. That's essentially what they wanted. Um, they hoped that Jeff Green could be a better shooter, uh, and, and all and all that. It wasn't. They weren't necessarily looking for someone to start. They weren't necessarily looking for someone to be a major contributor. The salary certainly suggests that, but that might have just been what they had to to pay to get him. Put that salary stuff aside. What was surprising was when the Magic decided to start him. And it was something that kind of came out of, not out of left field in some way, obviously. The Magic had invested a lot in Aaron Gordon. Um, they, they obviously, you know, put a fourth round pick, fourth round, uh, fourth overall selection into him a few years ago. He's the player that honestly has the most quote-unquote star potential on this team. And so Magic fans obviously want to see Aaron Gordon play. They want to see him be a big part of what this franchise is trying to do. And for whatever reason, through eight games, it wasn't happening. The Magic just lacked balance. And then we talked a lot about the lineups and that the fact that the Magic had to do something. But one thing that I don't think a lot of fans certainly thought was that Jeff Green was a realistic possibility. And certainly that pressure has increased since he's entered the starting lineup because he's really struggled. As a starter this year, Jeff Green is averaging 5.2 points per game, 2.0 rebounds per game, and shooting 29.4% from the floor. 7.1% from beyond the arc. He's 1 for 14 on threes. And that begs, and looking at those raw stats, it begs the question, why is Jeff Green starting? What is he giving you that Aaron Gordon is not? And I think that's a legitimate question. I think that's something that Magic fans should be asking. That's something that I would hope the coaching staff is is at least curious about, or at least wondering about. And certainly the success that the team has had would suggest that you know they may not want to tinker with stuff even as Green is struggling. In Saturday's game, Green scored eight points on four for seven shooting, three rebounds, two assists in 21 minutes. Not exactly the most encouraging box score, although that was certainly one of his better games as a starter for the Orlando Magic. Aaron Gordon ended up playing more minutes, by the way, 25 minutes, five points, four rebounds, two for five shooting, one for two from beyond the arc. Uh, take that for what you will. So what is Green really giving the Magic at this point? Well, I mean, there's a there's a few arguments for that. There's a few arguments here. One, at, you know, there is something to being a veteran. Uh, as much as fans may deride that reasoning for starting Jeff Green over Aaron Gordon or, or what Frank Vogel's doing, and certainly it has a, a Skilesian tone about it, there is something to it. Aaron Gordon sometimes would get caught in the wrong spot. He'd sometimes be a little too aggressive or, or try and look for his own shot when perhaps he needed to pass the ball. Uh, he was someone that wants to be involved in the offense and someone the Magic want to be involved in the offense. And Frank Vogel uh, admitted that, yeah, one of the reasons that the Magic moved Aaron Gordon to the bench was to give him a little bit more freedom to, to drive and, and create and get him more shots. And um, if you if you look at his per 36 field goal attempts, he's taking more field goal attempts per 36 minutes on the bench than he was as a starter. So put that in perspective then, perhaps they moved Gordon to the bench to give him more opportunity and, and not, not you know 
not necessarily as as a starter because he there's so many guys that need the ball as a starter that he wasn't getting it. Jeff Green is someone that can kind of stay out of the way. His usage rate as a, as a reserve was 21.8%. So he was using a lot of possessions. They were going to him like he was the go-to guy off the bench, and he obviously averaged 9.4 points per game. Struggled to shoot the ball, still 36.5%, but he was someone that the Magic relied on pretty heavily off that bench. As a starter, that usage rate is down to 15.4%. So he's not as involved in the offense as a starter. He's not doing as much. So his numbers are down not just because he's shooting the ball pretty terribly, but because the Magic are kind of asking him, go to your spots, run the offense, take the opportunities when they're there, but mostly stay out of the way. Let Nikola Vucevic get his work in, let Serge Ibaka get his work in, get, let Evan Fournier get his work in, let Alfred Payton uh, work on the ball more, which is obviously where Alfred Payton is most successful. That's something that you can't do when you also need to get Aaron Gordon his shots and get him his development. So there is a little bit of a less is more with Jeff Green. Just because he's struggling to produce, and certainly he is, doesn't mean that he's not doing good. And Frank Vogel also noted uh, Saturday before Saturday's game, he does believe Jeff Green is playing good defense. He is doing good things defensively. He's gen- he's genuine, generally in the correct spots. He's generally rot- rotating to the right spots, helping his teammates out. He doesn't make he doesn't make maybe impact plays, although he made one Saturday late in the game. But he doesn't make mistakes either. And I do think that is an important distinction as well. And something that you get with veterans. You know what you get with veterans. That's a truth of everything. And the Magic know what they're getting from Jeff Green right now. And Jeff Green knows what... Jeff Green doesn't try and go outside of his box, so to speak, uh, on the offensive end or even on the defensive end. He does what he's supposed to do. Now, could the Magic be better? And I think the clear answer to that is yes. The Magic could get more product, get more production from that position, get more from Jeff Green, and certainly should look to do so. Who on their lineup is going to do that? That is a very, very big question. And I think the answer might very well be Jody Meeks. Uh, he was back in practice for the first time Friday. He's still a, a little ways away, but he is, but he should be coming back soon. And, and I think his shooting... Uh, becomes more valuable in that in that position and at that three spot. If he can defend at all, playing the three, being able to shoot three pointers at a high clip, that's that's essentially what he's there to do. I think that may that is a better fit, so to speak, than Jeff Green. Like so many other things with this Magic roster, the fit just feels very imperfect. And that's where the Magic are kind of at right now. They don't have many other options. Certainly, they could try Mario Hazonia. I think some of us have suggested that, but Hazonia has really struggled with his shot as well. He's struggled a lot on the defensive end. There, there isn't that trust there. Um, and, and and I'll talk a little bit more about Hazonia uh, and, and the rotation a little bit more on tomorrow's episode of Locked On Magic. Uh, but right now, Jeff Green's kind of the best they got. He has done some work to help free Aaron Gordon up. He has been good for the Magic in, in, in a lot of ways by just kind of staying out of the way. And I do think that that's valuable. 
And so while there are still issues that need to be resolved, and, and certainly the ex- expectation is for Jeff Green to play better, the Magic still have work to do. They still uh, probably need they probably need a little bit more from Jeff Green. And if they can get that, then they'll then they'll eventually uh, be successful and eventually uh, you know have have the lineup that they that they want to have. And obviously, the offense is still the bigger issue than anything else um, for this team. So let's move on. Let's move on from Saturday and from the rotation to Monday's game. The Orlando Magic will travel to Milwaukee to take on the Milwaukee Bucks. Always a fun matchup when the Magic take on the Bucks. I think a lot of Magic fans are kind of envious of Milwaukee and kind of the young group that they've built uh, so far this year. Milwaukee has been pretty decent, pretty mediocre, just like the Magic. Uh, they're sitting at. Uh, five and seven, so the Magic actually half game better. They're coming off a loss to the Golden State Warriors on Saturday night. Uh, they always play Golden State tough. They they lost by three, uh, but Milwaukee's kind of an interesting team. Obviously, they got Giannis Antetokounmpo, but I think the real star for that team so far this year has been Jabari Parker. I've been very very impressed with how Jabari has played to this point this season. Uh, that I've seen seen a few games of his. He looks to have really expanded his range a little bit. He's a lot more aggressive. Seems to be a lot more comfortable uh, within the NBA system and within an NBA off offense. And I think that is very very scary for the rest of the league because he is um, a pretty solid. I mean, obviously he's a very talented player. This Milwaukee team, though, so far has been very kind of middle of the road. Uh, let me get you Jabari Parker stats. Jabari Parker. 19.5 points per game, 6.4 rebounds per game, shooting 46.2% from the floor, 31.3% from three. Uh, of course, Giannis Antetokounmpo, uh, team's leading scorer, 21.8 points per game, 5.4 assists, 8.3 rebounds, shooting 49.5% from the floor. Uh, where this Milwaukee team is really, really good, uh, and those two are probably the two biggest scores of note for the Bucs, uh, where this Bucks team is really, really good, though, is in transition. When they get going in transition, they are tough to stop because they obviously Antetokounmpo uh, can weave his way through traffic. Javari Parker's actually better than you think at it as well. Um, Delavadova is sneaky with his ability to uh, to wind his way through uh, wind his way through through uh, through defenses as well. And obviously, he's got his strong defense too. But this Milwaukee team is is very generally kind of a middle of the road team. Their offensive rating is 102.3 near the bottom half, in the bottom half, in the in probably pretty much smack dab in the middle of the league. Their defensive rating is 104.1, which puts them in pretty much in the middle of the league as well. The Magic are slightly ahead of them at 103.4 right now. Like most 500 teams, you never quite know what you're going to get from the Bucks. They could be... Just good enough. They could be just good enough to win, or just good enough to lose on most nights. And I think they kind of proved that against the Warriors on Saturday as well. Um, their defense is better than there was last year, which is a big, big improvement for them. That's I think what kept them out of the playoffs last year. Still, kind of a youngish team, though. They'll make mistakes. Uh, they need to get out. They need to get out in transition, and they need to, you know, just kind of find consistency, just like this Magic team. So this should be a pretty fair and and tough test for this Magic team. Probably the toughest test they faced. Uh, since Indiana last Monday, or, or possibly even before then, Oklahoma City on on Sunday. Um, this is a game that 
the Magic probably want to, you know, certainly want to win. Obviously, they want to win every game, but if the Magic win this game, I think it confirms a lot of the things that we've seen from the last week, especially on the defensive end. It confirms that this team uh, can play defense at a high level against a team at full strength. It can prove that this team can gut out victories against good teams. I mean, certainly, you look at the games that the Magic have won, Philadelphia, New Orleans without Davis, uh, uh, Dallas without Dirk, you know, Washington without John Wall. There, There are some asterisks that's, three, four wins of their of their six that you can look at and say there's an asterisk on that. You know, we don't really know what this team what this team is. Outside of Oklahoma City, the Magic don't have really good wins. Uh this is an opportunity for a good win. A very good win. A very good road win at that. And so the Magic, you know, certainly want to put a lot of attention, a lot of focus on this game and find some success as well. And it, it's certainly a game that they can win if they execute. And it's going to come down to their offense. They've got to make shots. Been a huge problem all year. They're the worst shooting team in the league. They've got to make shots, and they've got to execute and play defense like they have been. Um, if they if they play defense like they have been for the last week or so, they should give themselves a chance to win. If you hold a team under 90 points, you give yourself a chance to win. But there's going to be a lot of work needed in this game, too. It's going to be There's going to be adjustments. There's going to be hiccups. There's going to be problems. Uh, the Magic have to continue to fight through those find a way to generate some offense, find a way to be consistent. And if they do that, they should have an opportunity to win. Should be a very, very good game up at the BMO Harris Bradley Center. All right, that's going to do it for me on this episode of Locked on Magic. I want to thank you all for listening to the podcast. Uh, as always, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Locked on Magic, as well as like us on Facebook, Locked on Magic. Be sure to check out our archives on Friday's episode. We did a, I did a longer episode, a longer Orlando Magic Daily daily podcast episode of of the podcast of Locked On Magic. Uh, we chatted with Keith Smith of Real GM and FanRag Sports. Be sure to check that out. We talked about all things about the Orlando Magic, how they're doing this season, kind of a 10-game checkup, so to speak, as well as talking a little bit about what's coming down the road with uh, their, their financial situation, their contract situation, uh, and, of course, uh, you know, beginning to think about how to improve this team as uh, trades will begin to open on December 15th. That will come much faster than you think, especially with a road trip in between. Be sure to check out the other great podcasts on the Lockdown Podcast Network as well. You can find them all on Audioboom and iTunes. Uh, any NBA team, that every NBA team is covered by a Lockdown Podcast, so be sure to check that out. I'll be checking out Lockdown Bucks with our friend Frank Madden of Brew Hoop. He does a fantastic, he's always done a fantastic job with Brew Hoop, does a fantastic job on the podcast as well, so be sure to check that out to get ready for the Magic's game against the Milwaukee Bucks. Once again, the Orlando Magic defeated the Dallas Mavericks on Saturday. Big win to get them to 6-7. and seven. They'll have a chance to get to 500 on Monday against the Bucks. We'll have a complete recap of that game on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Magic. Until then, this has been Philip Rossman-Reich of Locked on Magic and OrlandoMagicDaily.com. We'll see you then. You are Locked on Magic. Your daily Orlando Magic Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. 
There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.